This episode of the FS Podcast is brought to you by CBS All Access. Looking for a new streaming service to add so you can watch more stuff? Check out CBS All Access. Hit up infamouspodcast.com slash CBS and you can get a free one-week trial to CBS All Access and check out things like Star Trek Discovery, Picard, Survivor, um, you know, all the other cool stuff that CBS has to offer. Star Trek Discovery, I said that already. You should really watch that. Um, yeah, so hit up infamouspodcast.com slash CBS to learn more. Hey, welcome back to the Infamous Podcast. This is Brian. And this is Daryl. And Daryl, I got the boom arm back out so I could stand because I'm tired of sitting all day. Um, <laughs> the boomstick? The boomstick, yeah. No, uh, I. you said you wanted something. I should give you one of the extra ones I have just to set up at your desk at home so you don't have to use the jank tripod I let you borrow. Yeah, um, I- I know it's funny with this mic. Sometimes I would just want to walk around just carrying it in my hand like I'm on stage or something. But then, you know, you could do that. Like you just need a long enough cord. Yeah. So, but anyway, uh, hey guys, welcome to episode 252 of the Infus podcast. Uh, the drive towards 500. <laughs> <laughs> I figure, you know, we're two, we're two episodes past like halfway to 500. Now we're at the drive to 500. Let's forget about th- We're overlooking 300. 400 is already in the rearview mirror. We're looking straight ahead to 500. <laughs> okay. Uh, sure. <laughs> so we're like the bucks at the, like the, uh, the bucks in the heat right now, the bucks were looking all the way to the finals and they're down two Oh, um, yeah. Maybe they should have focused a bit, a little bit more. Although yeah. I, I really can't say anything cause I haven't watched a second of the NBA except in the yeah. highlights. So the, uh, the game was on, the highlights were on at the gym this morning. So, and I, you, they were like, look at these bogus calls. I'm like, look at this horrible offense they're running. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. Anyway, so we're talking about New Mutants this week. Uh, we both braved going to the theaters to see it, so you don't have to. Um, but we've got some news, obviously. Things happened during the week. Uh, the big news was Chadwick Boseman passed away. Um, this was a shock to a lot of people. Would you agree? 100%. Uh, you know, when I think it was about a month ago, and we've talked about this before off air, when... He did the live, not, not, he did something like, you know, where he did that video for something. I don't even remember what it was. And a lot of people, even myself, I was like, whoa, he looks bad. But, you know, some people were arguing it was for a movie. Which yeah, I thought it was like for a role. You and know? again, yeah. I, something in the back of my head said, okay, that doesn't look like a role. But with that, that being said, I also saw Christian Bale in The Machinist, and right. he looked god awful so you know uh, people saying that that doesn't look well first of all if you lose that much weight like even christian Bale, that's sickly that is very yeah. dangerous that is yep. something you shouldn't be doing i i don't like when actors i mean i think it, it it on one point i like the dedication but on another point that's dangerous for your health Stop yeah like it. tom hanks like i think gave himself a whole bunch of like illnesses and like things like that for um, the way he was dropping and gaining weight and everything. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. But um, for- I will say, 
Oh, sorry. Go uh, ahead. I was just saying, but yeah, for just to hear that, because I was away from my phone uh, when it happened and I came back like what an hour later and I had like six or seven different people texting me about it. And I'm like, yeah, what? I mean, and he's our age, you know, I mean, yeah, he's 43. 43. I mean, yeah. we're, we're, we're not that old yet, but we yeah. will be later this year in a couple months. Um, yeah. But no, I mean, it's, it's super sad, you know, and honestly, like I have not seen a lot of like Chadwick Boseman movies other than uh, 42 and the, the Marvel movies. And, um, you know, I always liked him. I thought he was a great casting choice as black Panther. Um, you know, I was not a huge fan of the black Panther movie, but it wasn't because of the acting. It was more of the, the writing and the, the horrible special effects. Um, but I mean, like when the Russos had, the black panther character like they actually understood it and like really you know and and ryan coogler is a fantastic filmmaker like don't get yeah. me wrong i, I just yeah, i feel like of the three made main, main movies he's put out right dude creed fruitvale station oh, you know station. yeah, yeah, yeah like well i'm a michael b jordan fanboy as well so there's that did yeah. you see his instagram post no i did not about it it was like this really great little heartfelt thing that he he wrote about chadwick and and you know like just what Chadwick meant to him and everything. And it was, it was really cool to see like, cause Michael B. Jordan is a, is a pretty awesome dude. And you know, he, he kind of came out and you know, all guns blazing with the feels. <laughs> so yeah, I, like it's, yeah, it's one of those things that, that just kind of shows. So, you know, when I was talking to you about the 21 pilots, uh, front man you know talking yeah. about mental health and everything and one of the things he said is you know you don't ever know and this is where i try to you know step back when i have a very heated um opinion about someone what someone did you never yeah. know what someone's going through and right. in this case he's he got diagnosed i think in 2016 and correct i believe i just saw something and i did not read the article i wish i, I wish i could bring it up right now but like even Marvel, like the MCU bosses didn't know about like. Yeah. So it, he, they kept it really close to the vest. He was having like surgeries and chemo, like in between filming and things like that. So I think something people may not realize is when they're filming these movies, like the principal to- photography is usually less than 12 weeks. Um, and they're they're done for a while and they might have to come back and do like some pickups or reshoots or things like that. Um. So, yeah, I mean, I think it would have been rather easy for him to hide it for, you know, that short amount of time with the with the right yeah. medicine and everything. Yeah, it's it's not like, you know, the whole Lord of the Rings shoot when they were together for pretty much yeah. 18 months. Like yeah, because they, they did multiple movies back to back to back. So. Right. But I don't know. It's really sad. Um, it, yeah, it, it's it really neat to see how many people care about him and everything and, and, and all of that. And, and I say that not that I didn't care about him, but. I also don't get like super like I mean it's a celebrity it's like I don't know I that don't person know that so person, obviously yeah. I have sympathy for his family and and his wife and and his parents and everything um and you know I mean my mom died of cancer so you know that it's a it's a horrible thing cancer sucks yeah like uh Stephen Amell I think says it best have cancer right yeah um Which, funny <laughs> so. by the way a few years ago I ran into a uh, this dude at the theater had that shirt on when I was going. Nice. To yeah, I've seen a couple people wearing uh, wearing that shirt in in the past. But yeah, I mean, he was he was a really good actor. Um, I'm probably gonna watch Get On Up because I love James Brown and it's on HBO Max right now. Um, 
So, yeah, exactly. But, yeah, so, you know, uh, I hope Chadwick's family is, you know, doing okay and able to, you know, get back to uh, celebrating his life and and, and grieving in their own way. So, yeah, it's pretty sad. But anyway, uh, moving on, we have some Star Wars news. Uh, Did you take a look at this link? Yes. From. Okay, so Star Wars, and you guys have to go to the show notes and look at the link because they released what Yoda is going to look like in um, in the High Republic, and this is the concept art that's going to go into one of the comic books. Uh, one, the the picture they have, he's given some pretty awesome side eye, right, and yeah. some shade there <laughs> at the beginning, and two, he looks a lot like Sam Jackson. Okay, I just brought it up again, and I. I did not even pay it. I didn't see that before, but I can see. Yeah, that was the first. So that was the first thing I saw thought when I saw him like, oh, they they modeled him off of Sam Jackson. Maybe Frank Oz isn't going to be the voice. Maybe the young voice of Yoda was Sam Jackson. (laughs) (laughs) Do or do Do, not. There is no tribe, motherfucker. Okay, we were going for the same line right there. (laughs) (laughs) Jinx. No, I'm kidding. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, the concept art looks really cool. I, I'm skeptical, 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 words are hard, skeptical, words are hard. You know, we're both having trouble with words today, um, of the high Republic, just because I don't think, I don't think it's going to be this big giant, like star Wars changing thing that they had intended it to be because of all the drama happening at, uh, at Lucas film at the moment. Yeah, I because it, you know they said you know it's going to be young adults, you know regular adults, young uh, young yeah. adult novels, children books, sure. and comics. That I mean that's a lot. And I'm going to be honest. I'm going to get all the comics. I'm definitely getting the Charles Soule novel, the first one that's coming out in January to to check it out. But I just don't. I don't think it's going to be like you know changer. years and years worth of ca- canon. Um, uh, I, I think I, they're gonna. I feel like they're quickly gonna try and just like pull everything back to the Mandalorian era and, yeah. and time frame of the Mandalorian. But yeah, it, it, it's as if I, I don't know if it's the lack of creative talent or you know someone in the background because we know uh, Favreau with the Mandalorian and everything it it, mm-hmm. it looks like from what everything that they're doing with some of the directors in the Mandalorian and branching them out from the other series I think the D plus stories lines will be fine but to yeah. your point on this I just don't know if they have that guiding hand to one make you know make a I mean, I won't say make it interesting because, in the sense, you know, start we we already saw the expanded universe and how interesting it can get. Although they did yeah. have some flubs too. I, I mean, but. and I don't understand why they're not bringing some of the the original EU authors back, other than yeah. Timothy Zahn, to write some stuff because there right. were some great. Like there were, you're right. Um, I, I think a lot of people look back at the EU with a lot of uh, blue lightsaber tinted glasses there, but it's not a. You know, it it wasn't all good. It definitely no. wasn't all bad. And right. and you know, we got some. I mean, the EU sustained Star Wars for twenty or fifteen years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it, it's not like it, it's not like it should be just like frowned upon and and looked down on. But at the same time, you know, I understand like Disney wants to have their own canon. 
but they've picked like some just really bad people to to shape this because there's so many agendas that are going into everything and like that's yeah you know. that, that's that's what i'm talking about the guiding hand so, you need someone like a fat yeah well like you know the story group and, and pablo hidalgo is supposed to be the group that that's leading all of this with the the novels and everything but like they're too busy on Twitter yelling at fans or, you know, people like, you know, like we'll say I'll say fans in quotes because I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not one. I'm not going to go and tweet at Pablo Hidalgo and be like, yeah. hey, you suck. You know, yeah. like he has a yeah. hard job. He really does. He has oh, a hard absolutely. job. And yeah, and I get it. But at the same time, like like we've been saying now for a few months, stay off Twitter, like mm-hmm. just stay off Twitter. It's better for your mental health. And, yeah. you know, yeah focus on like making star wars as awesome as it can possibly be because some of the eu stuff has been really good all of the thrawn stuff has been good mm-hmm. i'm 45 minutes into the novel the first the the, uh, the first of this uh prequel novel and i am like enthralled and and the 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 things that they're introducing with thrawn are really really cool i need to finish the uh original trilogy thrawn trilogy well not the original but the one from what a couple years ago or yeah so there was thrawn and then there was the one with thrawn and anakin it was like it was that one was great because it mirrored thrawn and anakin and thrawn invader Mm -hmm. um and obviously thrawn didn't know anakin was vader um even though you get the hint you you get the hint that he suspects it all along um but you know vader remembered thrawn um obviously and then um, the Thrawn Treasons one was was really, really good because it brought Eli Vanto back into the mix. And we learned a little more about the Chiss. Yeah, I, I need to pick those up. But back to the whole thing. Like, the Yoda, he looks cool. He's got this really cool golden robe. Um, he looks, like, kind of buff and, and, you know... He still has the cane, but I think he's got some traps on him on this one. Yeah, one yeah, he's 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 uh he he had the same trainer as Tom Hardy for Bane. Yeah. He's doing some hex bar deadlifts and uh, shrugs. <laughs> yeah, lots of shrugs, like big gains in the shrugs there, and he's eating donuts afterwards. <laughs> Speaking of donuts, went and got a dozen donuts on Monday morning <laughs> after we had that talk. That's funny. Tomorrow's my uh, my donut day. I'm, I walk up to Graders and get me one. Friday nice. mornings. So. Yeah. Well, uh, Haley needs the donuts for cross country. Like she's just not eating enough calories. So it's like, mm-hmm. guess what? You're going to start eating more of this stuff. No, don't right make off. me eat donuts. Right. That, All that's right. How so would be. <laughs> speaking of people who aren't working out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice transition. So uh, the Batman has hit another road bump. Um, production has been halted. Um, I, I love the. I love the the geek tyrant um, headline. Robert Pattinson tests positive for COVID nineteen, and production on the Batman has halted. You know, it's like so dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> for you know, it's like you know, The Rock got COVID, and and he went and made like a video like he was running for office. Yeah. <laughs> so Which, I, I, I don't think know. He, I think he kind of might be in the future, but who knows? Uh, I mean, he's The Rock, like President Rock. It's going to happen, and it's going to be like Terry Crews's president from Idiocracy. Um, but yeah, no, he's, uh, Robert Pattinson has tested positive for, for COVID-19, the novel coronavirus. Um, you know, filming's paused for a couple weeks. It's no big deal. He's a healthy guy. He's going to be fine. He's, he's not dying from COVID. Um, he's what? 30, maybe, maybe 32. Um, 
you know, so yeah, I mean, the the, the only news here is that they've production hit yet another production, production issue. Yeah. That's um, yeah, the, the whole COVID. It's like I'm over that. I get you know the you know precautions and stuff like that. Now I wonder why you know I'm assuming that like some because I believe I read that like there's a huge like every kind of production has these huge you know COVID notes you know for lack of a better term on mm-hmm. you know so I don't know if if one person tests positive like that then they have to shut everything down for. So I think it's just about like the contact tracing and things like that. And, you know, it's I imagine on a film set they're going to just shut it down because it's easy to do for a couple weeks. Like um, I know there was a I think a Starbucks around here that was like it had opened back up and then like immediately closed for two weeks. And it's like, oh, probably two people had COVID and went back to work. Um, Yeah. So, you know, that that's the thing. It's funny, but I don't. I did read, you know, we were talking about, you know, sports earlier, but on, you know, all fair. And one of the things I saw is that the PAC 12 is partnering with, I forgot what company that is for these, you know, quick acting tests. So yeah. like that, yeah, the 15 minute, 15 test. minute test. Yeah. Um, so it sounds like, by the way, they might be coming back. Although the PAC 12 schools, a lot of them would have to get state exemptions or yeah. governmental exemptions. Unlike the big 12, big 10 schools. So, you know what I didn't under you know what I don't understand? It's like the like while the NBA has done certain things to turn fans off, the idea of the bubble is fantastic and it seems to be working. Like I don't understand why like some of these places didn't be like, Hey, we're we're gonna do our own bubble. We're just gonna take this school in California where there's nobody and the packed ten or twelve or whatever it is will play here. The well, Big Thirteen will play here, you know. It, it's that sort of thing. Well, like I, I, I'll tell you right away I think why that they could won't work. do that is because that would well. absolutely disabuse you of the notion that these are just amateurs, and yeah, because that would separate them from the whole school uh, arm of the whole student athlete. So I'm I'm, they, I'm gonna I'm gonna burst your bubble here. No, really, honestly, pun intended. Um, they're not a part of the actual student body athlete students anyway. You like, say, but look, you say that, and I get where you're coming from. But and this is the important thing in this case: the um, actual administration, quote unquote, still tries to peddle that out. So yeah, I mean, I I come at it from both as the student side. You know, yeah. I remember um, when I was in physical therapy for Ooh. my first knee surgery, and Mike Bath was in there, and it's like. You know, I've never seen you on campus, you know, and and, and we, we were roughly similar majors. And it's like, I never see you. And he's like, I don't, you know, yeah. you know I, sometimes. Yeah. He, yeah. So funny like, enough, uh, funny yeah, enough, I was, when I was in my. Uh, oh, sorry. Yeah. He was in my dorm sophomore yeah. year. So, so right. I saw him a lot. Yeah. But that, I mean, that's different. He just lived yeah. on campus. Yeah, right. Um, like Roethlisberger, you know, I, he never went to class. Um, you know, he's dumb as an ox. Uh, you know, and then I had a couple, I had some football players when I taught and honestly, the ones who were the best students were the linemen who were just okay at football because they were all going to do something else. And, you know, because they're linemen, they're actually typically the smarter people on the field because they have to react and, and make split second decisions and and they're great. And then the defensive backs that I always had were the worst students I ever had. And, and, and I don't want to act like there, there are plenty of guys and and we're just talking football right now. Yeah. So, because it's, you know, obviously there's a reason why we're just talking football, but overall there, there are 
lot at our students as well. Now, right. when I say a lot, I'm not going to say most. I'm not going to say many. I just say a lot. But mm-hmm. to, to try to say that, you know, these people are, I mean, some, you know, some schools and that I won't mention, uh, it's a the whole student athlete thing is they probably laugh behind our backs. Or when I say our, I mean the public. Because, you know, again, football. You're talking about Ohio State, right? Football <laughs> is a cash cow. I mean, from yeah. The, Look, football. Well, I mean, like, like you're right. It is. It's a cash cow. And like, you look at like basketball. Like these guys, you know, Rex Chapman left for Kentucky and made less money his first year as a rookie than he did as a sophomore at Kentucky. You know, it's just, it's just the way it is. Like Zion has been, you know, and I know we're not a sports podcast, so I'll we'll, we'll wrap this up really quick. But Zion's in the midst of like a hundred million dollar like ordeal. Yeah. Because of of agents and marketing reps and scouts and things like that. So I don't know. So but yeah, back to the Pattinson thing and just movies yeah. in general. Like I'm, I'm assuming that this whole 15 minute testing thing, I wonder if they you know, if this is something that we'll start seeing more in the entertainment industry as well for issues like because you were talking about, you know, doing that contact tracing, it would be perfect for something like this. And in the sense of, hey, you know, do test a positive. Well, Everybody you know where they up. should do this is at where? schools, all schools, oh, oh, right? Oh, absolutely. Like, like yeah. uh, you know, I, I'm like my kid walks to school, right? So, like, you don't do the buses. You have parents drive the kids to school. You do a test. You wait 15 minutes. You go in. You're great. They test them once a week. You know, they're, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think that way you're gonna you're gonna limit the exposure to other kids. Again, kids aren't going to get real sick and die, but you yeah. know they're going to have to be quarantined and pulled out of school if they're sitting close to someone who gets it. And you know, I'm sure there are litigious parents out there who are going to start suing these other parents for their kids having to stay home. Mm-hmm. Um, I just imagine that's that's the next step. But you know, you're right. Like there, in all of these instances, I think you know, open things back up to fans. Fans, mm-hmm. if you want to be there, you have to get there 15 minutes early. We're gonna. Or an hour early, whatever. And we're going to be doing testing from this time to this time. You have to socially distance while you're waiting for the test. Once yeah. you take the test, you have to go stand in this area away from people. Or, you know, you and your party go. And so, yeah, I, I think we got to just start letting people get out. And we have to let these movies be made. We have to let sports be played. We have to let restaurants be open. Just people have to be able to start making money and, and yeah. living their lives and, and, and getting, you know, out there. And again, this goes back to the whole mental health thing. Like, because again, before we start, I said, I right. told you that that's something that we don't talk about a lot in society where you're always talking about, you know, some of these things, social justice and this, that, and the other. Uh, you know, obviously, well, we're we, in we don't bring it up here. when we don't bring it up when you're around because we feel bad. Oh, um, <laughs> I, I have to go now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but yeah, <laughs> as I make light of it. <laughs> But But no, you're absolutely right. So, but yeah, it's, it is what it is with the whole Pattinson thing with the, again, we talked about the rock, you know, these people are, you know, healthy. Yeah. So I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. All right. Uh, So our last news bite is the Mandalorian released their release date. It's October 30th. I thought we already knew that. Well, we knew, well, at least I didn't know it was the 30th. I knew it was going to be, I, I, I swear sure I read that said, like a month ago. Okay. That I'm it was pretty the 30th. Sure they, but. Okay. You might I like, so I miss, I know I read that it was going to be mid to late October. I don't remember, yeah. recall if I saw that date or not. I might've and just 
forgot about it, but uh, yeah, it's October 30th, and so let's see. We have the boys' starts tomorrow. or So, yeah, you know, well, starts, be... it's, it starts on Friday, September 4th, the first yep. three episodes. So that leads us into October because I believe there are eight episodes. So we yeah. have five weeks of that. Yep, and then and, we'll get right into um, – we'll have like a week or two, and then we'll have – the Mandalorian starting up. And then have we heard anything from about WandaVision or Winter Soldier? No, uh, well, I, I know the Winter like, Soldier did – will do. they restart in – is it Prague, I think, in a couple yeah. weeks? Um, so, but I don't know anything else about that. Yeah, I have no, I have no idea about – like I'm, I'm not holding my breath for the other Disney Plus series. You know, I think – We'll we'll get what we get. I, I have a feeling we're gonna get a lot of animation out of them that they're gonna rush through. But um I mean after Mandalorian, it's what, uh November fourth is Scarlet Wid uh Black Widow. Uh, yes, it is. Something like that. So, yeah, it is. Yep. It's that uh, next week. And we're gonna we're gonna watch her falling constantly from no. the sky towards about, the ground. I'm about to chuck this microphone at you. <laughs> it's a good thing i'm 40 minutes away anyway (laughs) all right so yeah so i mean i'm super excited for the mandalorian um i know there's been a bunch of like rumors about like issues on set or issues with something where they're they're maybe redoing some of the back half of the season yeah um you know there was supposed to be a trailer featuring ahsoka coming out that didn't um and I, i don't know like uh the guys from uh, the den of nerds were saying that they're and they're this is strictly conjecture that it might be something to do with Rosario and and the issues like that came with her that you know with her and her mom and being sued and stuff like that. So I have no idea. Like, and then but, oh, and then they thought maybe it was the whole Gina thing with her you, Twitter interactions. If if that's the case, that is real effing dumb. First if that's all, the case, I might not watch. I, I would be done. Yeah. Well, one with the whole uh, Rosario Dawson, they knew that beforehand. So yeah. if, if if that's becoming a problem now, you know, D- Disney just has to, you know, man the up, up and just say, you know what, we're doing this. Cause you put your big busy. mouse pants on and get yeah. it done. Yeah. Put your big boy pants on and say, or no, no, big, no. They're big, they're big mouse, big, big mouse <laughs> pants. Anyway. Oh, all right. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, okay. But, Rosario. Yeah. It's fine now. <laughs> <laughs> but again, like a lot of that, you know, that's conjecture. We don't know. I am looking. We forward. don't. So I and you know, honestly, I don't care. I just want it to be a good season. I don't want them to throw a ton of shit into it that they don't need. I want it yeah. to be that like Western samurai esque, you know, thing. Yes. So anyway, that's what I want. All right. Anything else that you want to talk about news wise? No, there, I don't think there was anything else uh, that was out there. Okay. Oh, well, I do. I do want oh. to say, uh, and I'll. I'll kind of give you a I'll talk about it a little bit next week just like maybe a five minutes if, if it's good but there uh, HBO Max has this new show that comes out on well to that day we're today filming, yeah raised, by, raised wolves. by wolves which I, I saw the trailer that's Travis Travis Fimmel in it uh, who I like uh, he played Ragnar from Vikings and it looks really interesting we'll we'll see how it is uh, after, after so, we do the podcast I'm going to check it's, it out it's Ridley Scott so I'm I'm already interested in it. I figured that's something we could supplement next week with the boys as well. So, but yeah, oh, I'm I'm right there. Yes, the boys. <laughs> All right, let's move on to our main topic then. 
of the of the pod. Uh, we went and saw the New Mutants in the theater. In the theater. Okay. And my water exploded all over me. <laughs> That's how excited you were to be in the theater again. <laughs> so no, you know, it's because it was uh, it was like sparkling water, and I had it in my pocket, and I was walking around. I didn't even think about it. But the funny thing <laughs> so. is, is you were slowly opening it for it felt like fifteen yeah. seconds, and it's like okay, right. there's nothing wrong, and then I just see <laughs> like all over the place. I cleaned it up. It was fine. I didn't leave a mess or anything. So, um, I'll say it was nice being back in the movie theater. Um, cause like you, that is one of my favorite forms of entertainment is going to the movies. Um, mm-hmm. I'm actually one of those weird people. I like going to the movies by myself. Same here. Um, yeah. So I used to um, do that which, when, when I was in yeah. college, when I was at home, you know, and my parents yeah. were like, where are you going? I'm like, I'm going to the movies. It was like, or yeah. in high school, actually, I started doing this yeah. and they're like, well, who are you going with? By myself, like really yeah. by yourself, like yeah, it was like, like I just thought, I just thought it was normal. Like I used to make my girlfriend so mad in high school because they're like, "Hey, do you want to see this?" I'm like, "I saw it last night." <laughs> <laughs> like, cause I just go, like you know, yeah. I mean, I get, I get home and like I get done with practice or whatever, and I'd be like, "Hey, I'm like when I had my license, I'm like, hey, I'm just gonna like go." to the dollar theater and watch the matrix again or whatever or it wasn't the matrix that was in high school but um i'm gonna go watch the crow again <laughs> so <laughs> anyway but yeah no i i love going to the movies it, it's so much fun um that theater we went to that cinemark in florence kentucky shout out to them that's yeah. a, i mean we we've been going there since it was like a showcase yeah and it was a rave for a while and it was an amc for a while and now it's a cinemark and like where we sat, like those were great seats, and they're yeah. super comfortable. Um, the popcorn was not good. My popcorn wasn't bad. I, it was stale. I felt it tasted stale. Um, which that could have been because we were at like one of the earlier showings that they had um, at like one o'clock, mm-hmm. um, or it could just be I'm just not used to movie theater popcorn anymore. So yeah, fine was fine. Uh, I actually ate a little bit of it the next day. I still cool. have some left, but I'm not gonna eat yeah. that. <laughs> I only I only ate about half of it through the rest of my but um yeah. Uh the movie though, it, it's so interesting because uh in the show notes I, I, I gave you a, a small novel to read this week with all the <laughs> just information about this movie. There was, you know, there were planned reshoots that didn't happen. There's an initial cut. There was the Disney acquisition of 20th Century Fox. There's the final cut that made it in. Um, you know, then the release and, and how it moved and how, you know, nobody knew what was happening with this movie to the fact that it only made $750,000 $750, on t- the Thursday night re- opening. Um, you know, as of recording... It had only made like nine point nine million dollars uh, globally, so, so, <laughs> so you, on a sixty so million seen, dollar budget. Uh, you've seen Tropic Thunder, right? I love Tropic Thunder. So when they did the quote unquote previews in the beginning, and they did the Scorcher previews, where it was like Tug Speedman, and it's like they've decided to do it three more yeah. times. That's yeah. how I see New Mutants. Every time it seemed like it was push back, push back, yeah, push back, right, push back. Yeah, that those numbers yeah. are again. It shouldn't be surprising, honestly. It's not because this so, is a movie that was supposed to come out in 2017, I believe. It, and it was really hard, like to su- suspend my disbelief seeing Maisie Williams be four years younger than she is now. 
when she filmed it and and yeah. she's a kid um and you know i i will say though the casting was great yeah like I, let's talk about the positives of the movie first and then we'll get into the things we didn't like right um i thought the casting was great anna taylor joy from um the split and glass movies and the witch um yeah. and the witch which i did not see is that the one with the the vv Yes. I-T-C-H or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Black um, filler, black filler. Those who've seen I it see, know I did, what I'm talking I didn't, about. <laughs> I did not see that one. So, um, She was perfect as Ileana Rasputin. Yeah. And I hate that they wasted her on the last Fox X-Men movie. Yeah. I, like, like you said, I, I liked all the characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know one of the issues that you had, and, and, it tur- and you actually admitted, hey, he didn't do too bad, was Charlie Heaton. Uh, yeah, I I was Guthrie. I was not looking forward to Charlie Heaton's acting cuz I well one I'm not the biggest like Stranger Things fan that's been well documented on the 5 years of this podcast but um he he's one of my least favorite characters on 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 Stranger Things and so I wasn't I wasn't like super excited because Sam Guthrie is a like a happy-go-lucky kind of character, and and you know they they made him a little more morose, but it worked for what it was. Yeah, especially. For, um. Yeah, it, it definitely worked for the movie and the reason why you could see why he was like that. Even if he was happy-go-lucky beforehand, you could see why he was like that. Yeah, uh, I really like the the band the camaraderie between the characters. Um, yep. I, I'll, I'll you know I'll talk about some of that later later like in the but i did like that uh their, their mm-hmm. comrade like you said anna taylor joy I, I just i like her in pretty much everything i've seen her in so far well, she's been much. yeah she's I've she's been really good i've seen her in yeah so um Maisie williams i liked i did like her like the one i actually like the least and and when i say that it's it seems like i'm denigrating her but it's not but out of the main cast i think blue hunt was the weakest one from an emotional standpoint but the, and again so, when i'm saying that it doesn't mean she was bad don't don't think i'm saying it and i'm thinking she's bad i don't know yeah no something I, I think her. part of that is because like danny like so you know danny moonstar mirage is you know the the leader of the new mutants in the, in the comics for the most part um you know their first teacher was magneto uh well their first teacher was professor x but then it very quickly became magneto mm-hmm. um and, you know, I feel like she – I thought she was good. I thought the problem lied more in the character yes. because yes. we were immediately kind of thrust into the 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 mirage effect um, of what her mutant ability is. And nothing with her felt earned. Does that, that make sense? That actually might be why I feel that way about her because I don't think she was terrible at all. And – I think it, and that'll, you know, we can talk about that a little bit later. But um, yeah, some of the stuff felt definitely rushed, particularly yeah. with her. I mean, this is her first major film. The only other movie she was in was a she short was, called One Block Away. I believe she uh, was in um, the show I watched, Another Earth or Another Life with um, Another Life. Katie yeah, Sinaka. she was on. She was on ten episodes of that on Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. She was on six episodes of the originals. She was on uh, This Is It. It was an unaired pilot. And then she was on one episode of a girl of a show called Girl on Girl, and then she was on an episode of Stumptown. I mean, so her one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, 
So seven total credits. One is a short and one is an unaired pilot. Yeah. You know, so really she's only done five things. Um, and you can count uh, one, seven, 17, 18 episodes of TV shows. And I, and I will say in another life, and again, that was a, sh- a, a series I would probably give a five. There were some good yeah. parts. But I did. she did grow on me in a sense. I didn't really like her character at first, but then the more I, I did like her, she she definitely got better. So yeah, I think the big part of my issue with her, like you said, was there were things that just didn't feel earned, that felt rushed. And sure. Um, but before we talk about that, I will say the second, like, you know, we were talking about about things that felt rushed. The first part of the movie was boring to me. It was super boring. I mean, you could tell, you could see where the cuts were. Right. It, it just felt disjointed, uneven, mm-hmm. forced. But I will say, and because we're, this is the things we like, I absolutely love the second half of the movie. The, it was so weird because normally the second half of these superhero movies are, are where they kind of tend to fall apart. Mm-hmm. Um, like usually they kind of go big and then meander and then kind of peter out. Um, you know, not all of them, obviously, just like the ones that aren't very good, um, like this one. Um, so, <laughs> but no, the end was great. My my big problem with the end was the demon bear. Yeah. Um, he was adorable. I just wanted to pet him and hug him, you know, and like give him some like thunder buddies for life, you know? (laughs) Um, And and it was just one of those things where it's like uh, of any time they were going to make the, the, the villainous creature thing, uh, a cloud of some sort. This is the fucking time. Yeah. I, I, I did say when, you know, when we were coming back from the movies, I did say that they should have cut out at least three fourths of what we saw of it. You know, you can show some yeah. of the claws or yeah. something go, like that. Go show the, the jaws aspect of it. Yeah. Yeah. But so. not the like the whole head that it even he if was it was adorable. Yeah. I like how you said adorable. <laughs> but even he if was. it was adorable, like that takes a little bit of the mystery out of it for me. Yeah. He reminded, he reminded me of Toth, you know, so I just wanted to <laughs> scratch behind his ears. Um Anyway, uh, yeah, so the New Mutants in this one, it, it, this is the original New Mutants lineup. Um, you have Maisie Williams as Rain St. Clair, who is, you know, Scottish and can turn into a wolf. Um, and so in the comics, like, she turned into a full wolf for a little bit, but then it was always, like, kind of this half transformation. And, and if that's you what wanna, I thought, yeah. If you want a really good example of um, – of her character it's um x-men evolution did a great job with wolfsbane um that's the the character's mutant name um and then you had anna taylor joy as Ileana rasputin who is matt her name her mutant name is magic she is uh cyclops's sister and she, or, thank you colossus's sister um and there was no mention of him which i found very strange uh, and then she was uh, accompanied by Kitty Pride's um, Lockheed. dragon, Lockheed. And I really liked the way they handled Lockheed in this because, one, he was a he was a puppet at first, but then he was a real thing from Limbo. And uh, he was gr- – I thought what little – like, um, you know on the rewatchables how they do the, the heat check award? Yeah. Like Lockheed wins the heat check award hands Absolutely. down. Like he Absolutely. did, he he did so much with the maybe two minutes of screen time he had. Yeah. Um. And 
again, Anna Taylor Joy was the highlight of this movie. Hundred um, percent. She she was spot on, Ileana. Her Russian accent was great, and um, you know the the whole great. yeah the whole the 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 one thing that I didn't get is the whole demon child armor, um, which so when her arm you know when when her arm armors up, mm-hmm. that's actually like the forces of limbo like like pseudo possessing her and she becomes the demon child and that's where you see in the comics where she has like the horns coming out of her head and she's got like yeah. the full armor thing and then she has her her version of the soul sword um and she can you know teleport and things like that uh one cool thing about magic is there's a point in the comics where she starts training with doctor strange and there's a point in the future where she's actually the sorcerer supreme okay that sounds pretty cool yeah, so um, I I you know I have the magic action figure. I love I love magic. I've always I've always you know yeah. she's always and, been probably my favorite new mutant. And I love I, I I really liked how you know it's one of those things that, you know this movie is about basically your fears facing your fears in a way, and you know and not just fears but you know the tragedies of your life, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm I I, I like how. You could see what happened to her. That you know, it's yeah, it's very terrible. Let's just put yeah. it that way. A- awful. And the quote unquote, ge- I'm going to call them the gentlemen because you know, yeah. again, for Buffy fans, you know, there are, there are a couple shots of um, them watching Buffy on the TV. So speaking of Buffy, Buffy spoils the movie as you're watching it. It it kind of does actually. It really did. They called yeah. all of the shots with yeah. Buffy, and that really pissed me off. That was too um, on the nose. A couple of those things. Yeah. they were too on the nose. So, uh, Josh Josh Boone, like, do better. Um, so. Especially how they were watching the episodes. And, yeah. I, anyway, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So, but uh, like, I did like how you know she has this attitude, but then when she 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 sees her you know the trauma from her life face to face she becomes a little kid and it, it, it takes her a minute before she, mm-hmm. you know, says, you know what, I'm not letting this, I'm not letting this run me off. So I right. love that. Like her, you know, and how I think it was Sam that was, you know, telling her to come on. Yeah. And she was just like a little kid. And that's, you know, how sometimes yeah. you know, when you have a bad trauma like that and you have to, and it faces you, that's what you do. You, you turn into yep. that. And she ran. Yeah. And, but then when she came back, um, so would you say they had to face their fears and let them pass through and around them? I, I, their fears and, and, and their... that they would, you know, there would be nothing left. Only they would remain. Yeah, it's, I, I would guess. Dude, you, you got to get the Dune joke. You got to get the Dune joke. Read a book. Crack a book. Dude, I, I am like I'm. Um... <laughs> Uh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I know it's funny because um, Paul, Paul, and Jessica are with the Freeman now, and yeah. they just escaped. They just escaped from the coup attempt. That's where. I'm are at. you really reading Dune right now? Yeah. Oh, dude. I. Uh, oh, fear I, I, is I read. The, what was that? Fear is the. Uh, fear is the mind killer. Of mind Facebook killer. Of the past. Yeah. Well, fear is. Well, the the show, uh, the movies, like really reduced it, but it was. Uh, uh, was it fears the mind killer and the little deaths that something something I will face my fears you know whatever um but yeah so <laughs> I don't know I read Dune like once a year uh, so um it's my favorite book anyway uh yeah but no she was great she was the best part of the movie and then we talked about Charlie Heaton as Sam Guthrie I did like when he went out to train in the yard 
and he yeah. put the little bungee thing on and he was right. like a whirling dervish. Uh, that was cool. I thought it was weird that he had a broken arm the whole time. Yeah. Um, I... That didn't like, you know, it's like he has these powers. He's got to be, he's got to have a, a pretty high level of invulnerability he's or else he's going to kill himself. He's in, uh, in that cannibal. Exactly. State. Nigh invulnerable. Thank you. Um, then we had Alice Braga as Dr. Cecilia Reyes, who is a character who is from the X-Men books. Her power is to make force fields. Um, she was a doctor. She never wanted to be. She got approached to be part of the X-Men when they found out she was a mutant. And she said, no, I'm a doctor. I help people. And then she got it outed as a mutant. And, you know, just she eventually became a member of the X-Men and the New Mutants. Um, but she was never the bad guy. So this was a really interesting take to see Cecilia as a bad guy. Mm-hmm. And I, it, it always, it came across to me like she was doing it. She thought in, in one way she was doing, thought she was doing the right thing, but in another way, it seemed like she was also like, she was almost pressured into doing this. Like it, it's mm-hmm. never really kind of, I mean, I guess I'm, I'm kind of extrapolating this from, you know, that last confrontation she has with them. Um, but she, I thought she was okay. Um, yeah, I mean, she was fine. I'm not. Was I'm not fine. bashing yeah. her. Um, Which is kind of funny because she's also going to be in Suicide Squad, I believe. Yeah, she's Soul, whatever, um, Soul Selenia or whatever, however you say it. Um, but yeah, and but I mean, she was all right. But like the whole thing, like my boss or my whatever the Essex, my superior. Yeah, and and so my question is does this take when, what at what x-men time place to, uh time frame does this take place because the essex corporation stuff that they showed was from logan yeah and i think that's what it was remember it was supposed to come out in 2017 so right i think that was supposed to be kind of like they're you know connecting that universe or whatever but, yeah i don't i don't you know, know but, i don't know i, I things yeah. happen so um i i will say like Please let this be the last of the Kenberg, Simon Kenberg X-Men journey that we've been on for the past 20 years. Um, all right. So moving on, we had uh, Henry Zaga as Roberto DaCosta, um, otherwise known as Sunspot. Uh, he was really good. He was really, really good. I did not. Um, I'm not from. I wasn't familiar with Henry Zaga. He's another one who hasn't done a whole lot. Um he did. He's on the stand right now that just launched on CBS All Access. Hold on, hold on, time back up. Is that on now? Did that start already? Yeah, yeah, it started today. Oh, um, shit. Well. or maybe it started the other day. But uh, he was on um, Thirteen Reasons Why for a few episodes, um, and then you know he's done just some stuff like you know nothing, nothing like he was on nine episodes of Teen Wolf. Um, again, another one of these like great like unknown actors and uh you know i thought i thought he did great and he was like if it wasn't for lockheed i would have said like he stole like every scene (laughs) he was in because he wasn't in it a lot as far as the rest of them were um i think they wanted well because he was kind of a dick you know um and i think they wanted us to think that there was something else to him that there wasn't you know what I mean? Because he wouldn't show his powers, and they were trying. Like, and again, I, I unfortunately had the gift of knowledge. Um, with you know, <laughs> You're new mutants being cursed with knowledge. Yeah, with new mutants being one of my favorite books, uh, or comics. 
um, knowing about everything that it was really obvious. Like, I mean, from the previews, it was obvious what was happening with Danny. Um, I will say though, like these five, I, I would have liked to have seen more from them. Um, again, I think they wasted perfect casting on a subpar movie. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I can't argue with that. I will say, you know, I, I have read a, I, I saw a couple headlines saying this was the you know worst X Men movie, uh, um, X Universe movie ever, and I'm like, no, uh, uh, false. The, anytime false. they've tried to do the Phoenix Saga is the worst X Men movie <laughs> they've ever done. Yeah. I mean, let's not let's not split hairs about that one there. Yeah, but um, but yeah. So I, I you know, I don't know. This so movie let's. For- Oh, yeah, sorry. Go ahead. All right, no, no. Let's let's go. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say I, I want to talk about Josh Boone for a second. Um, his first movie is a movie called Stuck in Love. It, I've actually seen this movie. It stars Greg Kinnear, um, Jennifer Connelly, and Kristen Bell. Oh, I know exactly uh, he the was, movie you're talking about. Yeah, I haven't it was seen that it was his debut. He, debut debut. It was his debut debut. Um, he was the writer director. He was the director of Fault in Our Stars. Um. And then he did this, and he's directing. He's the director, writer, and executive producer of The Stand, the ten-part miniseries currently airing on CBS All Access. Um, go to infospodcast.com/slash CPS to get your free however many day trial. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it's uh, he. He's another like like the most seasoned professional in this movie is Alice Barga followed closely by Maisie Williams. Um, you know, so it, this was, I, I enjoy the fact that this was a nice shot at, at doing something original and new, but this was the second movie and what should have been a, a three movie trilogy. Yeah. Um, I think introducing Danny the way they did without any other context of, of the world around them was really hard to get past at, at the beginning. Um, even knowing who she was and, and what was happening um, and who all the other characters were. I can't imagine if you, if you walked into this without knowing who they were, right. like I, then I can understand why you would think that this was the worst X-Men movie, worst period X-Men movie period ever period, yeah. you know? Um, <laughs> you know, a lot of times, and you say this a, a lot with movies, that could have easily been 15 minutes cut out, cut out of this movie. This um, is a movie yeah. that easily could have had 15 minutes or so of storytelling added to the first half of the movie, and yeah. it would have made a lot of stuff better. The, you it know, was only 94 minutes long. Yeah, that, It was an hour and a half. It, it could have absolutely dealt with another 15 minutes. When I um, saw that, it was 90 minutes long. That was when I was like, yeah. oh, boy. This so. is going to be, and this is the thing when we were talking about things that felt rushed and didn't feel earned. Mm-hmm. You, I, I I understand why they were trying to do that whole in media in media race type of intro, but not having any type of backstory on Danny makes it yeah. it makes it difficult to connect with her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you have you know her her and the relationship she had with with Rain, which again we knew that. Well, Thanks, Buff. Thanks, Willow and uh, Tara. We knew that was coming, even if yeah, that was so forced. That was so you know, forced. Like and 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 again, they called the shot, and I don't, I don't know if it was like. Here's the thing, though, is when they they made this, like it wasn't for wokeness, like it would be now. 
no, like we're, it yeah, was right? they they were em- they were trying to emulate buffy in a lot of ways mm-hmm. um but yeah i i honestly think that the fact that this movie went through so many iterations it just it, it couldn't help but feel disjointed and and you know not good like the initial cut, for for instance, uh, Boone and his regular editors delivered a cut to Fox. Fox was happy with it. It tested well as well in initial screenings as Deadpool did. All right. So then they did three days of additional photography that they had planned to complete the movie um, that Fox agreed to make. And then when it came out, the studio cut the first trailer of New Mutants and only focused on the scary, scary elements essentially selling it as a straight-up horror movie. That's the quote. Scary elements from the film, essentially selling it as a straight-up horror movie. And that turned so many people off. Yeah. It was a horrible first tra- It was a horrible trailer. This is an example. This is like the opposite of everything DC does. Right? <laughs> DC puts out good trailers and then, like, doesn't deliver for the most part. This was a horrible trailer, and then it was cut to pieces and put back together as this weird Franken movie, and it didn't deliver. No. Yeah. It, and then you know, I mean, it couldn't help like with the Disney acquisition. Like the the like I I I'm still shocked that we were able to see this in the movies, in the movie theater, and it yeah. did not end up on HBO or Hulu or something yeah, or else. Something else, right? Um, I also think that this should have been a rated R movie. They should have gone that far with it if, if they wanted to do the horror elements they should have gone all in absolutely and there are moments where it looks like that and again when you're talking about you know the hinting at you know the trauma that iliana went through things uh, yeah, like i mean she that. was trafficked she was trafficked she was trafficked as a child which yeah, you that, know i mean it, it's how dark it's horrible yeah so uh the, the elements and then the gentlemen that they have, which I, I yeah. actually really like them. They're, uh, yeah, the smiling man. Yeah. <laughs> Marilyn Manson was the voice, by the way, which is hilarious because I, I, yeah. I, I saw the show notes and I didn't even know that. I thought it was Marilyn Manson, like, as the the creature there, like, for a second because he's so gangly and weird. So, yeah. So, I, I think, yeah, I absolutely think they should have just gone all in and said, mm-hmm. hey, we're going to make it. And again, 94 minutes for a movie like this where you have, what, you have five main characters, you have to introduce them, give them a, not necessarily a full-on backstory, but enough so we can relate to them. That's just not enough. That's that's never going right, to be enough right. for this type of movie. Never. You know, there are 90-minute movies that are fine, but this is not one of those that you're going to get the best out of the movie in, in only right. 90 minutes. So, yeah. I mean, like in the in the comics, right? She was she was abducted when she was six by Arcade, um, who is the worst best villain of all time. Arcade, um, and he used he used her to to trick the X Men into fighting Doctor Doom, um, and she was rescued, and then she was called to Limbo, um, where she then went, and she was there for a long time, and um, it wasn't until that version that dimensions version of storm that she came back and you know it was great like the the her whole origin is awesome um if you guys don't know about her she's a great character and i like again the best part of this movie absolutely but yeah i mean this is this this team that has been doing 
the the X-Men for so long. It's just time. It's time to move on. It's time to give other people a shot. It's time to to maybe try and be a little closer to canon, even though that's hard because X-Men's canon is very convoluted. Honestly, if you guys are at all interested in like X-Men and their, their long and sordid history, there's a great co- podcast called Jay and Miles Explain the X-Men. Um, and they are on, you know, they've had several hundred episodes and they are nowhere near being all the way through it. Um, but they, they have a whole section on the new mutants and everything. It's, it's well worth checking out. They can do it much more justice than I can. Yeah. And I think it's safe to say I would, again, that's that assumption, but now that it's back with Disney, you know, the, under the Marvel umbrella, we will get a new creative team too. Yeah. I hope so. And again, there's no rush. There's no. no rush at all. No, none of this. I mean, like, you know, like kind of, so let's circle back to Chadwick Boseman. Um, there were rumors that Storm was going to be introduced as a uh, Wakandan in I would not have Black liked Panther that. 2. Now, I would not have liked that either. Um, but, you know, uh, again, I, I feel like they kind of like in these last few movies, they kind of nailed some of the casting. Like Alexander Ship. I think could have been a really fantastic storm in the right creative hands. Um, Cause she like, she was storm. Like she carried herself like storm, like way more than Halle Berry ever did. Um, Ty Sheridan is the perfect Cyclops. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, you know, anyway, but, uh, but yeah, so like they were going to introduce that into black Panther two. And now with Chadwick Boseman passing, like, we don't know what they're going to do with that movie. It hasn't even started pre-production yet. I mean, it's still like early into the process. I don't even know if they have a script at this point. Um, I know people are like campaigning to have Shiri to, uh, uh, sorry, take over um, no. as Black Panther, which Just, happens in the comics. But you know again, what? like that's fine. But no, it's too much, like no. too fast. Like Shuri, it, it would feel unearned. Right. Right. Um, and you know, and, and she's a great character on her own. Like, yeah, let's right. explore that for a little while because I'm really interested to see what happens. Cause like they're they're They've presented her as the smartest person in the MCU. Right. Mm-hmm. But what happens when they introduce the actual smartest person in the MCU? Reed with Richards. the fantastic four yep. with Reed Richards. Like but, that would be a great foil for the two of them to like, be like working together for, to solve the Annihilus or secret wars or something, you know, one, it's funny. Like just, we're talking about the smartest person in the room. One of my favorite scenes in Endgame is when Rocket tells uh, Tony Stark, he's like, you're only a genius on your planet, buddy. Right. Yeah. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I don't know. I, I'm really interested to see where X-Men goes from here. I think this was not a good movie. It ended on a high note, which left me not disappointed walking out of it but not satisfied walking out of it either does that make sense i'm i'm in the same boat in the sense of like a lot of you know when you, when you when a movie starts strong and ends weak it kind of colors your opinion of it in a negative sense this one started off very weak and it ended for me very strong so yeah my opinion is colored the opposite way like to your point i think it's at best it's an average movie but the last tw- 
30 minutes, 25 to 30 minutes is so good. And I love that so much yeah. that I actually do want to see it again. Maybe kind of fast forward through some of the parts. But yeah, I, I think it, it took so long to get where it needed to get. Right. Um, And that was the nature of, again, doing it in a literal bubble <laughs> in a hospital that, you know, they there was no other interaction other than, you know, Wolfsbane, Magic, uh, Cannonball, Dr. Reyes, Mirage, and Sunspot. That was it. There were no orderlies. There were, you know... Nothing. Breakfast Club, that's pretty much. It it was kind of the breakfast. It was the psychotic version of the Breakfast Club, and <laughs> I mean they, they it said that it was someone. I I saw someone saying they they felt like this was um someone trying to mix Stephen King with John Hughes, um and those are two things that you can't mix together because John Hughes is awesome and Stephen King is average at best. So eh. I hate and Stephen then. King. I'm just I, trying to be nice. Yeah, I, I hate I, Stephen King. Th- so. you know, yeah, I'm, I'm a fan of Stephen King, but he has issues. Like one of his biggest issues, and he, even that he makes he pokes fun of it, is endings. So yeah, he's like Vince Russo or Jeff Johns. <laughs> yeah, you, you did say that. <laughs> anyway, uh maybe that's how. Like Josh Boone is the opposite. He can't get things rolling, but he can. Yeah. Like once he once it gets there, it. Uh, he's a slow he starter. Can end it. Yeah. yeah. Um. Like, in the in uh like the last thirty minutes, he's heating up. He's on fire. <laughs> <laughs> He's like Ricky Vaughn <laughs> through the season <laughs> of uh, Major League. Uh, wild thing. Um, yeah, it's I don't know. Like out of ten, I'm gonna give it a five and a half. Um, and I feel like that's high. I have I had it at a five. Okay. Um, and again, it's it's so weird because that is like how we're talking about it's not a good movie and I still actually really want to see it again even though I know it's subpar in a lot of ways yeah so and, and that's I, because of the end how the ending left me how it left yeah. me with that excitement that the last tw- 30 minutes left me with so like the best part of Deadpool 2 was the end credit scene where Deadpool was jumping through time and righting wrongs um Otherwise, that's a horrible movie. Like, it's really not good. I've tried. I've tried. I've, I've I've rewatched it, but it's taken me like a few days to get through it. I just can't sit and watch it all at once. See, um, I don't think it's. The, I, oh, sorry. I actually, when I rewatched it, I thought it was better the second time I watched it than not than the first time. But it's still a far inferior for me, at least. I mean, I love Josh Brolin as Cable. Don't get me wrong, but it's far inferior for me than it than the original Deadpool. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, it has its moments, but at the same time, it's just he went full Reynolds. Mm, um, yeah, and and you don't go full Reynolds. Yeah, he needed so. he needed like you said he need, and I think that was one of the issues he needed somebody to rein him in. Like, okay, he now. needed Tim Miller back to yeah. to be like, hey, look, we've got a like we've got a story here. This yeah. is what we're trying to do, dude. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, at the end of the day, like this ended up being an okay movie. It was better than the last Phoenix Saga story. It was definitely better than X3. Oh, um, yeah. You know, and I, I think I, I would be interested to see what the initial cut was versus the final cut. Yeah. You know, because um, the, the final cut, it was complete. He explained the work on the film had halted when Disney's acquisition of Fox began. And so no research shoots ever took place for the film. 
um, even standard pickups, which had already been scheduled. Um, and so at the time, about 75% of the film had been edited, um, while much of the film's visual effects were not finished by the time that acquisition was complete. So, you know, I, I would like to, like, I, I think it would have been cool if they could have, like, finished the everything. So, yeah, uh, let's see. Visual effects that still needed to be finished included Ileana's sorceress, uh, sorceress abilities, including her soul sword. Uh, that she materializes as well as Lockheed. Um, and I thought Lockheed looked pretty good. I, I did to be too. honest. I really enjoyed so, Lockheed. Um, both in puppet form and uh, CG dragon. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I don't know. Like I, it's always unfair. I feel to the filmmaker when, when things like this get taken out of their hands and it's not a part of their, and again, I don't know if it's because Vision. we're paying attention to it more or it's actually happening, just ha- seems to be ha- actually happening more or it's our perception because we're No, more it's involved. happening more. Is the studios happening? are okay. the studios are much more involved. Um like, you know, I, I, I told you before I didn't want to talk about John Boyega, but like just listen to his interview or wa- or go read his interview with GQ. I hope they kind of put it out as a podcast, to be honest. Um he rips into Star Wars. He mm-hmm. rips into it, and and rightfully so. And like even Daisy, Daisy was talking recently about how she feels like she's been blackballed because of Star Wars. Yeah, and I, none of that was their fault. Daisy Ridley, like I don't care what you think about Ray, she was fantastic as Ray. I loved her. Um, Ray. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, Ray was my favorite character in in the sequel trilogy. Um, you know, Finn should have been the he's the uh, most interesting. He should have been the most interesting, been, yeah. and and ruin for for uh, um, forsook him. Um, no, he made, in, basically in, he made him a punchline. That's well, what he yeah made. he for he forsook him in in you know uh, honor of of Rose Tico. Yeah, I... but yeah, I I just I don't know. I don't I don't understand. I don't understand why the studios have all of a sudden decided they're they're going to interfere so much. I mean, it happened on almost every single Star Wars film. Yeah, it's, it seems um, like they want to, you know, puff their chests out and say, hey, we did this, instead of saying, yeah. hey, you know, we financed this mm-hmm. and let the creative people do the creative thing, yeah. except... Look at Ryan look at Johnson. the house of creativity we've created. Yeah. Like, that that we're putting out. This we're, we're, we're working with the finest creative minds in filmmaking, and we're, we're letting them tell the stories that they want to tell. Because I tell you what, that's always going to be a better story. And, mm-hmm. you know, and, and when, when you take away, like, an editing group or partner and things like that, you lose a lot. I mean, that's why Tarantino had the same editor for every film up until um, this last one because she died. Because um, she was an older lady. But, you know, it, it, it's one of those things where stop like just let these people make the stuff um you know this is why we're getting the snyder cut and i'm gonna tell you right now the snyder cut is not gonna be any better than the theatrical cut it's not i guarantee you it will be guarantee you no no no. it's still gonna be a bad movie because it's based off of a flawed foundation i I guarantee you it will be better than the shit we got that the justice league the Justice I hope League was right, one of the. But... Now again, to your point, it's not going to be a masterpiece. I, I was because I've told I, you know, I've told you and what other I know what to, I know what I'm getting from Snyder for the most part. 
You know I'm getting I mean? a lot of pretty stuff with yeah. nothing behind it. Well, I won't say nothing. I, I will. I, I get well some of the ones that's true, but there is some. He does have some stuff behind it. It's not always good because there's stuff in Man of Steel that I love, like from yeah. a narrative standpoint. But then there's other stuff where I'm just like, why did you go this direction? Like yeah. honestly, he he's best when he is just taking panel for panel from source material and making that story. Yeah. Like if he would have taken John Burns Man of Steel and made that as the Man of Steel, like who baby, we would have we would have got a fantastic like three hundred esque movie and and we would be talking about how great Spider Man or how great Superman is. Yeah, and they could have introduced Batman. They could have taken the Man of Steel and made three movies out of that six issue arc. Yeah. So again, I I have no doubt this is going to be a better movie than Justice League. None. But I I don't All think right. it's. I'm again, I'm. I'm, I'm I'm cautious. I'm yeah. not. I'm not. I'm not ready to say it's because be again, Justice because... League is probably the. That's one of the. I'm trying to think of any other comic book movie that I've seen that I have not watched a single second. More like watched it more than once. Like Thor: The Dark World, I've watched parts of it several times, but I've never watched the movie more than once, start to finish. See, that was another one where like Marvel couldn't get out of their way, and yeah. like Patty exactly. Jenkins left, and Patty didn't. Patty Jenkins did not make another movie between getting fired or leaving, whatever. I don't. I don't know. Like, but between leaving Thor: The Dark World and Wonder Woman, that is that was crazy. like almost ten years. It was cr- or whatever it was. It was crazy. That's insane for someone. And yeah. then she then she turns out Wonder Woman, and we know how that was. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and Wonder Woman again. They the studio came in and messed with the ending. Yep. So, what was what was on pace to be one of the best comic book movies? Turned out again, it was one of those that it it was great. It turned out the, to just be a really good one for yeah, for most of because it. the first two thirds of it was great, and then again, it kind of fell on its face in that last yep. that last act. So, so, but, and, and like, like, you know, like we said, new mutants seem to be the opposite of that. It, yeah. it, like, I, I wonder if this was as close to the original ending as he had, and it just didn't have all the cool, um, shots that he wanted to do, the pickups with magic and Lockheed. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, could you imagine if there was more of what we got? Cause I felt like what we got was pretty spectacular. Oh, absolutely. And to your, to the point, if it was reversed and we got that exciting first half and then that terribly boring second half, I would not be as high on this movie. And again, I'd say I'm not as high as on movie. I gave it a five. So I'm not like giving yeah. it a seven. So I mean I gave I gave the first half I give the first half of the movie like a two. And right. I give the last thirty minutes of the movie a seven. So that's, that's how I right. ended up at five yeah. and a half. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> math is fun. Common core. <laughs> if two puppet dragons go to limbo for a half hour and suck up a bunch of dark magic, how long can they be a real dragon in reality? Four. <laughs> Thank you, holy moly. <laughs> so yeah, um, I, I, All right. I, again, it's yeah. one of those I'll check out again when it comes out. Uh, yeah, again, I mean, I I'll definitely just watch the last thirty minutes. Who knows? So, like, I've started doing that. It's just going and watching the ends of movies I like. <laughs> it's so weird. Um, like, the other day, I just wanted to watch the end of Endgame. Actually, I really just wanted to watch the fight. You better not, okay, I was about to say, you of better Endgame. not say I wanted to watch her fall. 
we wouldn't be friends. No, I skipped past that. Although I did stop because Haley was in the room. I was like, hey, look, and then quickly went by it. You're a uh, sick man. (laughs) Anyway, but uh, no, I just, I really, I just wanted to watch him like say Avengers Assemble. It's really all I wanted. I just needed, I just needed the goosebumps, right? I was about to say, like, I almost had goosebumps uh, just thinking about that. Yeah. And yeah, it's just because that's the only time they say it in the whole. Thing yeah, and... he start. Remember, in Age of Ultron, he started to say it. Yep. Yeah. But this but... is an example of why I, I love theaters. My experience for Avengers: Infinity War, the first time I went to see it, the best theater experience I've had. Like with the crowd and everything. Yeah. I was so disappointed with my first viewing of Endgame because the people, like, I think I think half the people in my audience were dead because they didn't react at all to anything. So a lot of the night and then we and then I had a very good crowd the next night. Yeah. So same thing. Like a lot of the Marvel movies, like I go on like Friday morning and it's me and like 80 year old people. Um, So, you know, there's not a lot of energy there. But then I always take Angel and Haley. Yeah. Well, I hate the Thursday night showing. I just hate it. I I just I I try to avoid (laughs) it. I always have. But I always take Angel and Haley then on Saturday morning. And, you know, that's a great crowd because it's it's families. It's it's dads and their sons and daughters and wives and, you know, or moms with their kids, whatever. Um, But, yeah. And and so, you know, plus I I just like going and watching. I like going to watch it one to make sure like it used to be to make sure it was okay for the kid. I told you a story about Winter Soldier. And she's like, are you sure this is okay for him? Like, it's fine. And like halfway through the movie, she's like, this is not okay for her. Because, <laughs> you know, I mean, she was like five. So, uh, good times. Anyway, but yeah, um, I mean, like the Russos get to make movies without, you know, any interruption. They're, like Ron Howard got to make Solo without any interruption. Um, you know, I mean, not even J.J. J.J. wasn't free of of distraction from you know the star wars people mm-hmm. yeah I, I just i i feel like josh boone i'd like to see more from josh boone, josh boone i guess that's what i'm that that the it's taking me 13 minutes to get there but you know that's <laughs> what i've been trying to say yeah i i i, I agree uh, but yeah. yeah anyway all right anything else you want to add no, uh, I'm actually look, kind of looking forward to watching that race by wolves, watching the stand, yeah. and then to, and well, and then Friday, three episodes of the boys. Yep. So, so we've got the boys on Friday, so, and we'll be talk we'll be talking about the first three episodes, and then we'll go week by week, and we'll be trailing a week, so that way we can spoil it. <laughs> yeah, and I, I um, will say I kind of like this. I. Like the binging part of me doesn't like this, but the anticipation part, I actually do like having to wait a week. To, yeah. Uh, so, um, there's a war inside of me on you know which which what I like best. So. So, I like so let's real quick. So like Man in the High Castle, right? Mm-hmm. If they would have put like the first three episodes of seasons three and four out and then done it weekly. I probably would have finished the series. But the idea of just binging that show at the end, I was like, I just can't do it. No. Like, and, yeah. you know, I'm not, and, you know, I could go and watch it every Friday on my own. But, like, by that time, like, something else has come out that I want to watch. And, yeah. you know, like, really this is example of this is this is something where it's like it's that water cooler talk that we, we so 
badly miss in the in the new binge society mm-hmm. yep but anyway all right cool on that note thanks to julian for being a patron check out patreon.com slash infest podcast um check out the about us page because daryl still hasn't sent me a bio and um yeah gangster mario right gangster <laughs> you should you should have uh, photoshopped the baby yoda in there on my shoulder or something um no I if I Photoshop anything in there, it's gonna be Baby Yoda being drowned by the water that I sent you last year. You are a sick man, I tell you. Anyway, you're the one who has this weird fascination with a green baby. <laughs> uh, hold on, a green fifty year old baby. Let's let's let we, let's unpack this next week. What what is your obsession with the baby, the green fifty year old baby? Sick man, sick. <laughs> I don't even have any words after that. <laughs> On that note, we'll see you guys next week. <laughs> Bye. See ya. The Infest Podcast is recorded in Kings Mills, Ohio, just north of Cincinnati, with new episodes out every Sunday. You can find more information about the show online at infamouspodcast.com or on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as at infamouspodcast. You can subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, or your favorite podcasting app. If you're enjoying the show, consider giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash infamouspodcast for our new tiers and rewards. The Infamous Podcast is hosted and produced by me, Brian Tudor, with music provided by Michael Henry from meetmichaelhenry.com. You can find me on social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as at Brian Tudor. So whenever you're listening to the show, have a great day, night, evening, weekend, whenever it is, and we'll see you next time. Later.